What's going on, squad? Welcome to A Vision Includes You. This podcast is where I help you step into your true power so that you can elevate all areas of your life without any regrets. My name is Kevin Vu, and I am an online fitness coach and mindset coach, and I'm on a mission to impact millions of lives across the globe. In my experience, I've helped over hundreds completely transform their lives by unlocking their full potential. It's now my goal to share that knowledge I've accumulated over the years into actionable steps to help you turn your vision into your reality. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of A Vision Includes You podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Vu. I am an online fitness and mindset coach. And today we have a very special guest on board. You may have heard her once before on this podcast, but you may have forgotten. But anyways, we're going to have your back on the podcast. And we're actually going to be doing a special episode where we're not just going to be talking about like fitness, health, mindset, or anything like that. We're actually going to be talking about our own experiences working with a dog trainer, but we're still going to tie it in on how that can relate to your own health and fitness journey. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my partner, Bobo. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sure the audience is super happy to have you back, but for the audience listening to this right now and they don't know of you or maybe they haven't heard that episode, could you kindly reintroduce yourself to the audience? Hi everyone, I'm Bobo. I'm Kevin's partner and I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Yes, so we're actually going to be talking about our experiences uh, working with a dog trainer. And for those of you who don't know, we recently adopted a puppy. I want to say what, three months ago, almost four months now? Yeah. Yeah, three to four months ago, and we've been working with the dog trainer exclusively, I want to say, for at least two months. And we've learned a lot. I want to say, And when I say a lot, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, like, everything we thought that we, like, we thought, like, at the beginning, um, before we hired the dog trainer, that we were doing things right. We were watching, like, YouTube videos, trying to kind of do things on our own. And when we hired the dog trainer, I believe our perspective and, like, the way we train our little boy Simba now has completely made a 180. So I'm actually super excited to get into that. So without further ado, uh, do you mind <laughs> jumping into the first lesson that we've learned? The first lesson we learned was that uh, cookie cutter training videos on YouTube just won't cut it. We realized that we actually needed help because it wasn't working at all. Yeah, and I want to say like for at least like a month, um, after we got Simba was that, you know what, we didn't really have much experiences working with this type of breed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Simba, we recently got a DNA test and he turns out to be a Pomeranian slash Russell type terrier mix. Uh, he was actually advertised as a Pomeranian Sheba mix, but <laughs> and shortly after that, we didn't realize that, you know what, like different breeds, they need different training styles. So I think that was like one of the main challenges uh, working with Simba. Like we didn't really understand how to train that specific type of breed. Uh, so we were just like following cookie cutter YouTube videos, trying out different strategies, trying to see if it would work. Like we would listen to like multiple YouTubers. Uh, final, oh, that could be interesting. Let me try that. And soon after we hired the trainer, they're like, okay, telling us complete opposites. Like for instance... If Simba would walk or like someone would walk by at the doorway and we would live in a condo. So, you know, we're going to hear footsteps outside. And in one of the YouTube videos, I was like, okay, if a dog barks at the door, you should get up, walk to the door and check it 
to make sure like no one no one's there and just turn back to your dog and say everything's okay when working with the dog trainer they're like you know what don't even do that you know because it might give them that i guess kind of like a false belief that there you might be in danger or something like that but if you just try to say it's okay without getting up then more likely he's going to be conditioned to believe that you know what maybe i'm just overreacting i think that was my um perception of it and next thing you know like even now like after working with the dog trainer simba hasn't really been barking at the door even when there's lots of noises or footsteps outside so in a way we're kind of like saving our time as well from walking at the, to the door what do you think yeah so it's basically that we counter conditioned him and made him feel more comfortable with those sounds by telling him it's okay which is it makes so much more sense than whatever we were trying to do like pretending to look outside and tell him everything's okay like that just felt so silly to us to begin with yep. and we're glad that the new approach that we're taking is 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 easily the new approach that we're taking now is it makes a lot more sense yes yeah so the second i want to say the second lesson we've learned uh, and this is again still prior to working with the dog trainer was like after we recognized that we needed help and we couldn't do this on our own by just watching YouTube videos was that we had to do our own research. We had to really research, okay, we need help, but who's the best person we could go to who could actually help us, you know, train our dog? Because let's be honest, there's like millions of dog trainers out there, right? There's millions of dog trainers. Everyone's going to have different approaches. So for instance, if we're relating this back to like your own fitness journey, there's a tons of like personal trainers, nutritionists, online coaches out there but it's like how do you know who should you work with right because you're going to be paying someone like your hard-earned money you want to make sure that you're a good fit for them and they're also a good fit for you so i think the biggest thing was like making sure your values align like i think that's the biggest thing our dog trainer's name was cam uh she's based out of mississauga her instagram page is at suburban pause the way we found her was just through a lot of research so we first asked our vets to see if they had any recommendations or resources. Um, I went through a bunch of random trainers and their websites on Google just to see how I liked their methods and just what they could offer to us. The reason why we chose Kim was because she took a different approach to her business in general. Um, she had a daycare, but the ratio for the daycares was one to four so one human to one one human to four dogs which is something that's i think unheard of with the dog community is that a lot of people they have one human to like what 10 20 dogs and that doesn't feel safe to me so with kim she was very safe in her approaches and she really took the time to get to know simba and it shows through the way she presented her business, which was why we went to her to begin with. Yeah, like I really love her approach where it's more of like a flexible approach where she adopts her training style based on the dog and breed. It's not like a one size fits all approach. And it's nice because she's working with you, not just, you know, here, do this, do this, do this, and then leave you to it. And I think like with uh, fitness training as well, it's also, again, there's no one size fits all approach, right? Like there's, there's always going to be a different approach. And on top of that, 
when you're reaching out to that expert, you want to obviously hear out what they have to say. But at the same time, you want to be sure that what you're working with and what you're willing to do also aligns with what they're offering. So yeah, the second point was definitely doing the research, making sure the values align. And on top of that, being able to come to that compromise or that solution common ground so that you can actually find that common solution together. So step number three, or the biggest lesson that we've learned, the third biggest lesson, what would you say that is? Um, it was to be open-minded. So coming into this, we thought that we knew how to train dogs or how to manage a dog. We had a family dog at my parents' home and he was completely different. And we just thought that whatever we did with that dog would apply to this new dog. But that was definitely not the case. And working with Kim, she really changed our minds on that. Yeah, and a thousand percent agree. I think like just because you've had a dog before doesn't mean, oh, you instantly know everything about dog training. Like, I think that's the biggest misconception. And if I were to like just relate this back to like our fitness journeys, for instance, it's like you see your aunt and maybe she went on keto and she lost like 50 pounds. That doesn't mean that, oh, now she's like a weight loss expert because she's just going to tell everyone to go on keto and you're going to lose weight super fast. Like people don't understand like the negative side effects of like adopting that one size fits all approach. So being open minded and understanding that, okay, maybe keto isn't the best approach. Maybe keto just because it worked for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. So same thing when you're training different dogs, right? Just because you train one dog a, uh, a certain way doesn't mean, oh, now you can apply that same approach to all these other types of dogs and breeds because it's different. It's different. Like you're going to have to change your approach depending on the dog. Um, and as you mentioned, like when she's giving feedback, when she's like telling you that you need to do something, it's also like you're reaching out for help as well. Like you're, you have to, sorry, uh, when she's giving you feedback, it's you understanding that you don't have to take that personally, you know, like she's saying that because she wants you to succeed. She wants you to train Simba to the best of your ability. Um, but whatever approach doesn't work, there's always another way around it. So if you were go to go into like the fourth lesson that we've learned, what would you say that is? Um... It would be now that you have a trainer, you need to actually implement what they are telling you to do and to stay consistent to actually see the results. Yeah, I, I think like that's the biggest thing. It's like consistency because there were times where you would teach them one day, one way and let's say I forget like, oh, this is the way how it's supposed to do things. The dog might get confused. Like our boy Simba, like he could, he's very smart. Like, don't get me wrong. He's very smart and he picks up on a lot of things very fast. So if you break that chain of like consistency, then he's going to be super confused. He's not going to know what to do or what is expected of him. And it's like, we're going to have conflict because now we're getting mad at each other for not following the rules or like following the consistent habits and rituals. And it's never going to be easy. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like understanding that, this is going to take time. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to be consistent and the results and the benefits are going to come. Like, I think too many times people want the easy way out. Like, oh, I'm just going to watch this one YouTube video or, oh, I'm just going to hire this one dog trainer and then everything, all my problems are going to be fixed. 
But in the end, it's not like that whatsoever. It's like, no, you still have to put in the work. You're still going to have to be consistent with this even long after, you know, you're no longer working with a trainer. And I think like that's the perfect segue into like number five. What would you say that is? I think it would be to maintain the good habits that you've developed and continue to reflect on what you're doing with the dog so that you can see if there's room for improvement. So just because you've graduated from dog training doesn't mean that you still know everything. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, I thousand percent agree. And if I, if I were to like relay this back to your own fitness journeys, because, you know, as a coach myself, I see so many people, you know, if you join like a 12 week program or like a 30 day program, whatever, right? Like just because you lose a certain amount of weight in that time period doesn't mean, okay, after that time period is over, you're just going to go back to your old habits because this is where a lot of people, they just regain that weight back in the first place. And it's like, well, all that hard work was pretty much for nothing. So you have to understand that, okay, this is your new normal now. You have to upkeep these habits and make this a part of your lifestyle if you want to keep those results. And if I were to use this other analogy, it's like brushing your teeth, right? Oh, it's not about like brushing your teeth once for five hours and then next you know you're just going to have clean teeth for the rest of your life. It's like, no, you have to continuously, consistently brush your teeth and maintain your healthy teeth by brushing it for two minutes each and every single day. So same thing with like a dog. It's like, well... How come we still have to wipe his paws after every single time we take him on a walk? It's like, well, he, he wants to have clean paws. We're going to have to consistently do it for the rest of our lives. Or like, you know, like that's one of the main things. That's oh. an awful analogy, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, no, it's just an, okay. It's just an example, but you, you get what ex- exactly what I'm trying to get at. It's like, if you no, want to, what? <laughs> Can I explain the example? Okay. So an example of this would be all the tricks that Simba has learned over the course of our dog training. So he's learned sit, he's learned go to place, he's learned down, all these commands. But if we're not consistently training him to practice these skills, he's going to lose it because he's not going to remember what that specific command is. So we're constantly every day to this day for... 10, 15 to half an hour a day, we're trying to help him build up these skills and continue to work on it with him. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think anything was on my example, but yeah, I think both ways, like you get the picture. It's like, you have to ingrain it into the dog that this is their life now. This is their habits that they have to upkeep now. Like it's almost like a routine, you know, like you have to make that a part of your routine. And I think like tying this all together, it's like, it comes down to the consistency. It comes down to like understanding that, okay, there are rules in place. There are ways like certain things has to be done a certain way. Like if that's the way you want to train your dog or like treat your dog, make sure that your dog is well behaved, then you're going to have to do certain things. And again, is this hard? Yes, it's going to be hard. This isn't easy, but if you want to reap the benefits, if you want like a well-behaved dog, if you want like good behaviors, then this is exactly what you're going to do. There's no easy solution to this. So just to tie this all together and just like to do a quick summary, do you want to take the floor on this? Step one, cookie cutter training videos won't cut it. You need to reach out or you need to recognize that you need help because those training videos 
they don't apply to every single dog. Similarly, in the fitness world, fitness videos may not work for you. And you won't get the results you're looking for. No, <laughs> like you need like some one-on-one -on -one help if you really want like better results. Um, I want to say like the second lesson that we've learned is that you have to make sure you do your research. Make sure that if you're deciding to go with like a dog trainer or any type of trainer, making sure that your values align, you know, like making sure not only your values align, but are you willing to work with this person? Do you feel like this person would be a good fit to help you solve this problem that you have, right? Working together to find that uh, common solution. And if you're going to invest your hard-earned money, you have to make sure that, okay, you're going to vibe well together. So I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, lesson number three, you want to take it away? Lesson number three would be to be open-minded. So when we reached out to the dog trainer, we were willing to change our approach to make a change and not do the same things that we've been doing over and over again without seeing any results. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing, you know, like being open-minded, being willing to change and not taking everything they say personally because they are going to say things that are like very contrary or like very counter uh intuitive to like what you actually believe but once you are able to be open-minded be like okay you know what i'm just going to try their approach and if it works great you know if it doesn't work well we there's there's like a million other approaches that we could still try at the end of the day your trainer and yourself you just want what's best for the dog Right. I think that's the most common thing, like, like, like the, the common solution. So be open minded. Don't feel like you have an ego or don't feel like you know everything in this. Right. And it, it also ties back to the second step, too, is that if it didn't work out, then maybe you need to do your research again and find out why it didn't work out and then find that new trainer to have a better fit. Exactly. So lesson number four is implementing the constructive feedback that the trainer is going to give you, you know, and not only implementing, but being consistent with it. Cause I think often far too times, like many people, they just try it once and it doesn't work out. And they're like, you know what? I give up, but it's like, well, if you water a plant for one day and it doesn't grow to the, this massive tree, do you just stop watering it? No, it's like, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. So you have to be consistent with everything, you know, that could be working. So don't feel like you have to take the easy way out and just give up entirely if it doesn't work out. Like, give it some time, you know? And next you know, the rewards, the everything that you've always wanted, it's going to come. So lesson number five. So lesson number five is after you're done working with the trainer, you have to continue to maintain those good habits and continue to reflect on what you've learned and if there's anything that needs to be improved. Yeah, I agree. It's like... It's always a constant work in progress. Like even after we've finished our sessions with the dog trainer, it's not like, okay, learning stops there or like training stops there. Like we're constantly learning. We're constantly training. We're constantly trying to improve our better communications uh, with our dog and like with each other as well. I think that's the biggest thing. So similarly on your own fitness journey, it's like, okay, you finish a program, you finish working with a trainer. Okay, what are you going to do now? Are you just going to, okay, this is my potential. I'm just going to stop here. Or you're going to continue to learn and apply everything you've learned and get better at it. Try to improve, right? Like, I feel like often far too long, people see like these deadlines or like, 
oh, the session's over, the program's over, that's it, or like I'm done learning, I'm done making improvements. When no, the journey has just started, just just started, right? Like I think that's the beauty of it. So not only you're maintaining your progress and your results, you're always trying to look for ways to continue making more results. So that's it. That's all. I think we just wrapped up our top five lessons that we've learned while with working with our dog trainer. Do you have any other final words? Yeah, go follow Simba on Instagram at Simba the Palm Mix. Yes, go follow Simba. Simba the Palm Mix. That's his Instagram handle. So that's it. That's all. Until next time, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Vision Includes You. If you got value from today's episode, I would love for you to screenshot any episode, post it to your story, and tag me at Vision Fitness so that I know you're tuning in. I truly appreciate the support, and as always, I hope you have the best day ever, and I'll catch you on the next episode.